Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Triplin for Carl Dukes alongside Mike Bell. We're hanging out at State Farm Arena getting ready for the Hawks and Brooklyn Nets. The uh, winners of nine in a row. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. The uh, 20 and nine under Jacques Vaughn, Brooklyn Nets. How we're about not, that? How about that? Guess, uh, you know, it's funny because we were talking about, uh, you know, a guy plugging in as a first-time, you know, head coach. We've seen guys like Boone with the Yankees come out of TV and do right, it. We've seen, right. you know, and then Steve Kerr, you know, he was an assistant for many years, obviously, with Pop. But, you know, Nash just plugs right in, and he walked into that soap opera that was Brooklyn, yep. which is interesting. But Jacques Vaughn's had tremendous success with these guys, and Ben Simmons is contributing. Nobody, Everybody's playing every night, too. Right. Isn't that amazing right. what happens? And apparently Jacques Vaughn is this interpersonally gifted psychologist who's pretty much <laughs> stabilized what was a right. dysfunctional mess up there. But without further ado, let's let's talk NFL. Let's do the NFL Blitz. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, on Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Priority Men's Medical. Check them out, PriorityMensMedical.com. Gronk says he has no itch to return to football. There, there were, like, grumblings out there that he's right. bored and wants to come back. I, I think he I think he starts those rumors just so he can still get attention. That's you cool. know what I mean? And that's okay. Hey, that's a dude I have a beer with. I got no problem with Gronk. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah, man, that, that guy's living living his best life. My, my best story, one of my uh, closest friends was actually bartending 
at the Hyatt after the after uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl here in Atlanta. Right. Been and he was, Rams. and yeah. he was waiting on Gronk and his brothers. And his brothers were just ordering bottle after bottle after bottle. He tipped them like a thousand bucks at nice. the end of the night. He said they were great. They're there with their shirts off at the bar, just <laughs> grokking up the place. He said, "Oh, they, they were just hilarious and a lot of fun." Right. And he had a blast when they treated him very well too. So. No, I mean, and I I said it to you yesterday on the show, and Carl and I talk about it a lot. Is you know one of the things I thought was going to be a big uh, a big loss for them this year was not having Gronk in that offense. You know, I know Cameron Brake they went through some injuries, they had to bring in some washed right, up tight ends, right. but uh, you know six of his uh, interceptions this year for whatever reason targeting Evans, maybe that's extra coverage. I was thought Gronk would be a safety valve. If you go back and look, even last year that game in the Rams when the Rams were fumbling yes. and, they, and the Bucks were coming back in the divisional playoff, Gronk was the guy who could always get open in the seam. Could always get, and open. I just thought that's something that they miss. And, and you and I talked about this earlier. Look, he's the goat. No one debates that but when you watch some of the video when you watch a game like arizona and the bucks the other night mm. it doesn't brady doesn't pass the eye test no the ball's not getting there on it's not getting there on schedule is the best way i can explain it well age is unbeaten mean, my friend but do you really want do we want to see him be joe namath in a rams jersey oh i mean, is, gosh, I, mean I don't want to see johnny brady. unitas in a chargers <laughs> uniform i just don't I know if i want to see matt, all right new one matt ryan in a colts oh, uniform steve barkowski in a rams uniform yeah. very disturbing to us falcons oh, fans man. Uh, how about the Broncos, though? Meanwhile, not Broncos' next head coach will report directly to the owner. That's what uh, Greg Penner is uh, making very, very clear. Meanwhile, I need uh, you a pair, chop chop. <laughs> George Patton of the Broncos. Well, he uh, he said, "Up, oh, my bad. Everything's my fault." Nathaniel's okay. a very good football coach, and uh, it just didn't work out here, and uh, and that's on me. Uh, and as I told the players yesterday, I take full responsibility for where we are as a football team. I brought in the head coach. I brought in most of the players. Those are my decisions, and there's no one to blame but me. It's called accountability, sports fans. When, nice I, hear, when I hear George Patton, I, I want to hear something like, a good plan executed violently now is better than a good plan next week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, when you stick your hand in some goo that a moment before was your best friend's face, you'll know what to do. You know what's so funny about it? You know how brilliant George C. Scott was. I think he won an Oscar for playing And by Patton. the way, for millennials, we're talking about the movie Patton. Yes. Screenplay by Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, and you know, George Patton had that gravitas, that gravelly right. voice. If you actually hear the real George Patton, Patton, Patton speaks, like this? Yeah, he had a little squeaky voice. Yeah, he had a squeaky voice. Yes, yeah. he did. So that's kind but, of uh, I've, uh, I've been to his, uh, his, bra- his uh, gravesite. Over there in Luxembourg. Yeah. Well, of yeah. course, he was killed by this administration, though, in the United States. We all know that for a fact. We you all stop, know. For again, a, will you stop it? Will right, you stop it, Tribble? Come on. The United so, States killed Pat, and I said it right here. <laughs> I'm not a traitor. You're the traitor. Anyway, you guys, there's some books you can. We'll cross reference. We need to have, like, cliff notes. When, we get down, when Rob and I go down this rabbit hole, I know. like, references from 1970. <laughs> I, know. I know that's the movie. I know Patton served in World War II before somebody tweets at me. Well, but anyway, getting back to the Broncos, uh, do, you, do you make an overture to Sean Payton to come in and fix this, or do you simply say, Russell Wilson, you, sir, are just an absolute disaster, and I don't know who's going to fix you? I heard Randy and Andy ask Arch, how do you fix a quarterback other than deconstruct it? You know, and Arch, yeah, what that's, Arch, say? that's what he basically said. You got to go back to basics. And yeah. I mean, but Russell Wilson, remember that the reason I used to defend him all the time when Carroll would take his little snipes until we found the full story out right. was how many times after you know the team started to fall apart via guys leaving for free agency that Russell Wilson would go put that team on his back and make plays and get them down the field and win. So I thought, I mean, you go to Denver and it's like literally like the, like the playbook was in Portuguese. Well, this is like an arranged marriage you can never get out of because they're on the hook for a quarter billion dollars with that guy 
Sean Payton said, I only want to come back if I have full control and I have a quarterback. Well, you have a quarterback. Russell's, there's something left there. It was yeah. just a bad situation to begin with. And then Hackett, you know, you guys, you, you can watch a football game and you can say, this guy just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And that's pretty much the first week you saw him on national television against Seattle. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, what, you're going to, Run some plays in the middle of the line, let the clock come down to nothing, then kick a 64. 60 <laughs> I mean, you watch, you can't even pull that off on a Madden game, you know, indoors. And then after the game, he goes, nah, I was perfectly fine with that decision. You know, and so you, we game plan for that. That's what we do. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you didn't. there's some coaches you, you and I talked about it earlier. I thought Sirianni sounded like a complete nitwit in his introductory press conference. He's doing an amazing yeah, job. I look what he's doing. And Daniel was, Jones is playing well. And his general manager's giving him the general manager. Howie Rose is an unbelievable job out there. Mm-hmm. Roseman. But in New York, Dable is a real coach. Dable, you know, you, they've got some limitations because of the roster, but you're not going to get Dable's not going to do something stupid, I guess, is the way yep, I put it. Yep. I mean, they've kind of falling apart a little bit the giants have right you know, that's, i mean you knew that they, the schedule got tougher yeah. and then we, we've talked about this with arthur smith arthur smith said there's a, a bunch of things he wanted to take back from last year not using the the, uh, the the old the veterans in the preseason you know all that stuff we're talking two years ago right and then i referenced the bill walsh book to him and he kind of jumped on that because bill walsh talks about bill, bill and bill walsh considered one of the, the greatest geniuses in nfl history Absolutely. and he said there were so many things i learned in my first year so many stupid mistakes i made what That's was the one thing you what was the specific thing you pointed out from bill walsh's book bill walsh, i didn't read the book but yeah. i know about the book and i've read snippets strategy and micromanaging and not yeah. seeing the big picture you know and, and not in some cases you know when you when you think you've really got to press and, and send a message to the team to be aggressive and that's not the right time to do it and then because you don't have the horses to get the job done yeah. and then they start doubting themselves because we couldn't no look we couldn't get a yard you know, and then you, uh-oh, well, that's right, I couldn't get to Yorks. My offensive line sucks because <laughs> you, know, you got to go get Randy Cross and all those guys that they added. So it's kind of interesting. Another one of the uh, more prescient things that a Bill Walsh ever says was, after about nine years, it's time to move on. A coach's message becomes stale, that yeah. that same voice. One of his assistants, Denny Green, said the same thing. Yeah. That was his lineup in Minnesota, right? Time yeah. to go. And we let him off the hook. <laughs> hey, man, it's our NFL Blitz here on Dukes and Bell. We all told you at the start of the show that, uh, yes, you guys know, Tua Tagovailoa is in the concussion protocol. So that means Teddy Bridgewater, and he'll probably be in one of those low-scoring, less than 40 points over-under games with the Patriots this weekend. As John Chuckery likes to say, that game set football back 15 years or 30 <laughs> it's years. It's true. <laughs> uh, Mike McDaniel encouraged that uh, Tua saw a doctor after Monday's film review. Yeah, Bryce, fine, Bryce. You're see a doctor. That was a new Jack coach, isn't it? Yeah. I like that dude, though. I like the fact he's so different than the typical coach. When he was here in Atlanta, I mean, Bo Morgan, if Squid wants to jump in, I don't remember. He was on the staff for like two years. I don't remember. Was he a quality him. control guy or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, as we know, he had a bit of a problem with the – and then he cleaned that up, yeah. you know, but that's booze, by the way. I was doing, I was doing an imaginary beer can for those. Well, he talks guys. as if now he just switched to weed and weed strictly because, you know, no hangover. Right? <laughs> that's, Rob, that's not true. But as it turns out, uh, Tua from Pro Football Talk, Mike McDonald telling reporters Wednesday that uh, he realized something was amiss. He, you know, he's kind of – backing off and kind of telling a different story than he said on Monday when he said he had no idea there was anything wrong with him on Why Sunday. do people back off their opinions? That's your opinion. That's how you feel. What's wrong with that? Because he does seem like the old school footprint. As much of a New Jack guy, he kind of sounds like, well, he's perishable goods. Who cares? We'll get another one. Because it's, it's almost like he's saying there's nothing to see here. With a concussion. That's what's come off a few oh, times. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. Three in one year, not to mention how many he possibly could have had at Alabama right. or even in, prior in his uh, pro career. Come on. McDaniel said that he had questions about consistency of things I study daily on tape regarding Tua. McDaniel questioned uh, Tua about the McDaniel's a writer for the uh, Miami Herald, by the way. But he questioned him about some of those things. And, you know, I just thought Tua kind of 
you said it earlier. He just he makes terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's and it, when you, you're not getting the ball on, on on time, and that's when he really it's almost like he's going to be a tick sooner with a release. I, I still think that that could be effects of a concussion. I mean, cognitively it affects mm-hmm. you, and that that could make you just a millisecond off. And in the NFL, if you're just a millisecond off, next thing you know, that's a turnover, an interception, incompletion, or whatever. The NFL turns over suspension stemming from the Broncos-Rams post-game fight. Yeah, we talked about it in That happened right in front of Baker Mayfield yesterday. (laughs) Baker's talking to Tracy Wolfson, and then Randy Gregory and Ode Abushi come pow. All of a sudden, you had like two dishwasher boxes come into the frame, and Baker's like, whoa, whoa, hey, easy over there. Hold on. And he goes, wow, the offensive line is feeling themselves right now. Made for great TV, though. So initially, they were suspended, and now they just dropped it to a fine. Uh, Gregory's going to be fined 50 grand. So it's not, that's we're not talking NBA money. This is NFL money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 50 grand, and Abushi gets fined 12 large. Uh, Gregory's contract, uh, as the previous explained by Pro Football, Gregory's contract would uh, not have vo- uh, would not have voided his 14 million in guaranteed salary in the event of a one game suspension because Randy Gregory had all sorts of issues, personality right. stuff, that's right, he did, mood yeah. management stuff that they had to keep check. So that would have been a problem. I wonder if, it, if I'm, I'm having a weird recall about something. I thought I heard something a few years ago where the players don't actually pay their own fines or paid by other entities or something or another. I don't even know why I brought that mm. up, but I, that, I have thought that, and I think I actually talked about that on a show a long time ago, and I actually had tangible evidence of it. I don't right. know what it is now, but that's just, you know, you I spurred know. a latent memory. Nah, there's a buddy all the THC <laughs> just kind of killed the uh, specifics of that memory. I've got a friend who does TV sports in in, uh, in New Jersey. Rob Rice is his name, and a really sweet guy. I went to, I was, uh, one, of the guys, one of the schools I went to at NYU, I know Rob. Yeah. Anyway, Rob's girlfriend worked at the bank in Munaki, New Jersey, which is right by the Giants training facility, and the story goes, and I don't know who the player was specifically, but some player getting his first paycheck coming to the teller and going, Cash it. who the hell is this FICA B? <laughs> and they had to explain that that's your federal withholding. <laughs> but she said at the time that LT's checks would have these deductions that would include suspensions. Yeah. Or, or penalty, I should say penalties. So I'm on to something. So there was something in there, but I believe it actually came out of his check. Damn that FICA. Who's this FICA B? <laughs> Fika's clearly got two houses in the Hamptons. And... Again, next time we do, a, next time we talk to Randy, ask him if, he, if this is something all NFL players when they get that first check are a little confused by. I, I know I was when I first got my oh, first. Especially check. if you're getting in California, right, where they're seventeen percent right. state income tax, right? You ain't lying. Hey, man, one of our favorite guests has always got something strong to say. Danny Cannell's going to join us. Coming That's up. fantastic because we are leading up to playoff weekend. Finally here, Saturday night, eight o'clock. Georgia, six and a half point favorite. Over Ohio State, and of course, the four o'clock game, TCU and Michigan. We're going to talk to Danny Cannell next. Rob Tribble in for uh, Carl Duke Sports Radio 929 again. Shoots a long three and makes it. That was one of those no, no, yes. Back to Mike and Rob. With the pregame hype, live from State Farm Arena. On Sports Radio 929, the game. We got Danny Cannell coming on courtesy of Bet Online or BetOnline.net. Danny Cannell, welcome, sir. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Happy New Year, man. Happy bowl season, playoff season, all that good stuff, man. It's great to be on with you guys. Right on, man. Glorious cheese it bowl coming up for us Bulls fans. <laughs> Carl's off this week, triples in. Uh, so we, Danny and uh, Danny will just dive right in, man, to Ohio State and Georgia. I know that you've been talking a lot about it, but 
it's hard not to get locked into how bad they looked against Michigan. And, and I mean, what do you think? I mean, is this team going to rebound because Georgia really struggled in the passing defense in the second half against LSU as well? Yeah, I think this is really an intriguing matchup. And I think Georgia, just by the draw alone, kind of got hosed here, right? They're the best team in the country. They've got the number one seed. And I think we could all pretty much agree, roster-wise, TCU has the weaker roster of the four teams that are in the playoff and of the two that potentially Georgia could be playing. So I think this is a tricky matchup for the Bulldogs. And here's what I think makes Ohio State dangerous. One, they're given new life, right? Like all of a sudden they're given this mulligan after they did get beat down at home by their arch rival. They were thinking our season's done. We're not able to accomplish any of our goals. Instead, they get an extra week to get healthy because they're not playing in the Big Ten championship game. They kind of have this, hey, we're given a free pass. What else? We got nothing else to lose. We already experienced our worst loss of the season. And I think more importantly, they get to play in the clean, crisp conditions of the uh, Georgia Dome there, the Mercedes Dome. I think they, they actually have a pretty good chance. And I think it's an awesome opportunity for them to possibly pull off one of the bigger upsets that we've seen in the playoffs so far. Danny, compare and contrast Kirby and uh, Ryan Day. They have very similar resumes. They've got a dozen or so wins against top ten teams, uh, several division titles, a national title appearance. Kirby does have a national championship. Who's the better coach, compare and contrast? Well, I think you have to give the significant edge to Kirby. I mean, I think even Ohio State fans would give the edge to uh, to Kirby Smart, especially after losing back-to-back years to Michigan. I mean, Kirby Smart is up there with any coach in the country. I think you might give him the edge except for Nick Saban, who it's kind of wild that this could be back-to-back championships, but it almost could be his third if it wasn't for that Tua Tagovailoa second 26 completion at the end of that first Alabama-Georgia uh, matchup that we saw. I mean, he's done everything that Georgia fans wanted him to do. He's built – Alabama East he's built he's building a dynasty as we speak so I think it has to go to him and I think the criticisms of Ryan Day are valid like not only losing to Michigan but he has not been able to get that national championship since taking over there but I think the more significant issue they're both different coaches right Kirby's a defensive mind Ryan Day an offensive mind but I think the questions about Ohio State are are they physical enough no one is asking that question about Georgia since Kirby Smart has taken over, and that's the one question that really remains for Ohio State is can they win it all with the offensive mindset, more of a finesse, high-powered offensive team that still hasn't proven they're capable on the defensive side. Danny Canell's with us, guys, here on the WaitFor.com hotline, breaking down the playoffs. I got a kick, and we talked about it yesterday, Danny, when you had Harbaugh's always poking the bear. He made that comment before the game that, like, basically days on third base, they could hit a triple because that machine was already built and he inherited, which, I mean, is kind of valid. It's 100% valid. I actually love it because, like, we get so many coaches that would never, you know, they're so, they play it so close to the best. And a lot of times, if they do take shots at their rival, it's in front of boosters and it's, it's kind of playful. That was kind of nasty, right? But it's kind of true as well because, you know, Kirby Smart did inherit a program that had won a championship under Urban Meyer that had consistently been recruiting in the top five of, you know, recruiting classes. He inherited a really good situation and hasn't been able to put it over the top. Whereas Jim Harbaugh inherited a situation 
that was really down in the dumps for the past decade as Michigan had cycled through coaches trying to revive, you know, get back to a blue blood that's at the top of college football. And I know it was a bumpy ride, but here Jim Harbaugh is back on top trying to put that final stamp on his return to Michigan with that elusive national championship. So I love the fact that he said it, first of all, but I also think there is some truth behind it. <laughs> all right. Is the um, notion that uh, George's uh, Achilles Hills are secondary? I think it's a bit overblown because you saw what they did against Oregon, Tennessee, all their all their big opponents. Yes, LSU piled up some yards, but that game was already pretty much put into the barn. Is that an overblown notion that that's an Achilles heel? Well, I think you have to put things in perspective because when Georgia is criticized, it's really we're all kind of nitpicking, right? Like, so you have yeah. to find ways. To, all right, if you were going to attack Georgia, what would it be? Like, are you going to line up and try to run it down their throat? I don't think that's going to work. You know, so, and I think if you go back and look at the teams over the last couple of years that have had success, and I go back to last year's SEC title game when Bryce Young had, you know, a career day and was able to knock them off in the first game, I think you say, all right, if you're going to beat Georgia, it kind of has to be through the air. You try to neutralize that front seven that's going to be physical and overpowering. So I don't, I don't know if it's an Achilles heel, but if there was going to be an area to attack, I think it would be the secondary. The LSU game I thought was interesting because it never felt like Georgia was in danger of losing, but I do think it kind of shined a spotlight on, okay, maybe this is your best opportunity to potentially pull off the game, you know, to pull off the upset. And I guarantee you Ohio State has looked at that film and they're showing their players, hey, this has been done. This is, you know, teams have beaten them throwing the football through the air. And I think there's a ton of pressure on C.J. Stroud to come through for the Buckeyes because of a couple things. One, he hasn't played great this year in the games he's been pressured or in the bigger situations, Notre Dame and Ohio and the Michigan game primarily. One, he won. One, he didn't, of course, against Michigan. But also what it means for his draft stock. Most Bingo. NFL, most NFL draft gurus have him drop clearly behind Bryce Young, and a lot of them are moving in Will Levis and Anthony Richardson over him because of their upside. And if you're C.J. Stroud, if you want to play yourself back into a top-five pick, what better way to do it than against the Georgia Bulldogs with all that NFL talent? So I think there's a ton of pressure on him. And if he plays poorly, I think it could also send him further down the draft board. So I think there's a ton of pressure on C.J. Stroud. Yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, man. I agree 100%. Danny Cannell's with us, guys. Brought to you by betonline.net. By the way, Georgia's six-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. They're going to kick the crap out of these guys. <laughs> we're going to be joking around about all these things we've been nitpicking over. I mean, what would, would you touch this game, or do you like the number? So I actually – so there's two games, right? we got both playoff games. I don't think both favorites going to cover. Well, that did happen last year. But I kind of like Michigan to cover versus TCU. They feel too overpowering. So if I'm going to take some points with an underdog, I think Ohio State is the team to do it for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about. And it goes back to what I was talking about as a bad matchup for Georgia. Ohio State's offensive line is pretty good. They're pretty hefty. They're not as good as Michigan, but they're pretty good. And pass blocking is a little bit easier than trying to move Georgia off the ball. And I think what tr they'll try to run the football with a little more deception, screens, draws, you know, trying to flip some runs in there when you're not expecting them. And Ohio State feels comfortable throwing the football. And so I think they've got a chance to do that against Georgia's secondary. So, and, and also the fact they're playing indoors on a fast track, I think that plays in their favor. 
And I know they don't have Jackson Fitz and Jigba, their best wide receiver, but they still have a pretty good slew of wide receivers that they can throw to. And Jackson Fitz and Jigba only played in a select handful of games this year anyway. So I actually like the Buckeyes with the six and a half points. But a part of me just hopes that we see good games, right? Like that's, I really just want to see good games that come down to the wire and try to salvage this playoff, which a lot of people have pointed out, oh, the semifinals haven't been great. I think these two matchups are pretty intriguing. So I think both games will be pretty entertaining. And just real quick before we move on to Michigan and TCU, speaking of the wide receivers, could you see because of like Jalen Carter being the Kool-Aid man breaking through that they get the ball out quicker, like slants of guys like you mentioned, like guys like Marvin Harrison and use that athleticism and then see what they can do? Absolutely. And that's one way to neutralize the pass rush is to get the ball out of your hands quickly. Ibuka is another good receiver that they've got on the outside. And as, as much as like I do think Jalen Carter has made a, a massive difference since he's been back, they've been getting more pressure on the quarterback. But it's not like they've been this team that wreaks havoc on the quarterback. So I think C.J. Stroud will feel some pressure, but I think he's going to have his opportunities, kind of like Hendon Hooker had in the first half against the, uh, the Tennessee game. He missed a couple guys behind that secondary that he wasn't able to connect on. That's, to me, what's the difference in the game. There will be opportunities if Ohio State connects on them. I think the game gets really compelling. If they miss like Tennessee – then I think the game could get ugly in the second half. Danny Cannell joining us courtesy of betonline.net. All right, Danny, uh, TCU, Michigan. Uh, everybody thinks it's a foregone con- conclusion Michigan's going to win this. TCU actually runs the ball a little bit better than people think. Their secondary pretty opportunistic. They get about a takeaway every game. They don't get as good a pass rush as maybe you would want. How's this going to play out, do you think? So I, this game, I think, is really interesting. And I think this is one of those everyone's going to be rooting for TCU, kind of the underdog, Max Duggan. We right. saw him, like, lay his heart on the line against the Big 12 championship, even though they came up short. I feel like the entire country was rooting for him, and I think they'll be doing the same in this game. My biggest concern, and you talk about physicality and matching, you know, uh, in, in the offensive versus the defensive line, I have massive concerns about TCU's defense being able to slow down Michigan's rush attack i don't think there's a team in the country maybe it's georgia but they've actually thrown the ball with some success this year that just wants to run the football and mix in some play action pass and take their shots down the field than michigan they have an identity that is unparalleled well they want to run it downhill right at you and i know blake Corum is out but it hasn't mattered since donovan edwards has stepped in his absence he's gone for 185 and 215 on the ground like they've been so what it doesn't matter who's playing running back for us And I just wonder if that's going to wear down TCU's front seven. Now, I do think TCU can put up some points on Michigan's defense by scheme and some of the weapons that they've got. You mentioned Quentin Johnston, who I think is going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL, their wide receiver. And Kendra Miller has been pretty solid uh, as a running back for them as well. But he slowed down a little bit towards the end of the season. Hasn't had a 100-yard game in a few games. I think that could be a challenge for them. And ultimately, I think TCU puts up a fight for a half. And both of these teams have been strong in the second half, but I trust Michigan's depth and their power run game in the second half to pull away late. Well, Danny, we appreciate you, my friend. We couldn't get Dan Kendra, but we're glad we got you. (laughs) (laughs) T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Blast from the past. You guys, have, you, I mean, he's a legend. He was Tim Tebow that didn't meet the Tebow expectations. That's right. That's you right. guys, you I, guys remember he he set the record at Florida State for like deadlifting of anybody yep, yep. that any defensive lineman, any linebacker, and he popped a blood vessel. I looked at him like he was a psycho, and I think that's exactly what he turned out to be: was a psycho trying to play quarterback. Right. I was just, it's funny. I was just telling our engineer, who's a younger guy, about Kendra. He cost me the opener in 96 against Duke. It was a 41 point spread. He fumbled the snap when they put him in with like a minute left. Anyway, on that note, hope you have a happy new year, Danny. We will talk to you about the championship game soon, man. Thanks again. Love it. You guys have a great new year. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. <laughs> Go Noles. All right. All right. So, yeah, man, no man coming up next. It's Squid's uh, moment to shine. We're live at State Farm Arena getting ready for Hawks in Brooklyn. Sports Radio 1990 game. It's game night in Atlanta. As Mike and Rob break down tonight's game live from State Farm Arena on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Breaking it down, breaking it up, all the things. Danny Cannell, awesome interview. Yeah, we always Good have a interview. great time. Great time. He's great. Great. <laughs> So, but that's the concern. We'll talk more about it throughout the week. We'll talk about it with Connor Riley at the top of the hour about the secondary because, look, it happened. You did give up a lot of passing yards when Nussmeyer, Nussmeyer was in there for LSU. Without any further ado, though, he's a one-man gang, engineering the program, producing, and now bloviating. Squidbilly time. It's time for Yemen No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. All right, Squid Billy, back at the ranch. What you got? Yeah, I was going to say, this is the part where one of you guys throws to me. That's what Carl does. Um, that was a pregnant pause. We're building up the <laughs> the excitement and the, the anticipation. It's funny um, how this segment actually does re- – all of our segments resonate, and you hear it from people. But, you know, I walk in the gym this morning, and I hear, yeah, I, I thought Rudy sucked too. <laughs> it's like the first thing I hear <laughs> when I walk in the gym. Uh, from I'm crying to this day when I see it. Troy. <laughs> you missed it, yeah. And then, you were talking about sports movies, and I said, I can't stand Rudy. The hill and, I'm willing to die on gets me 
Go ahead. But, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Mike doesn't like the movie Rudy because of a TV contract that has nothing to do with the movie. But No, no, but, I just hate Notre Dame. They're pretentious. They're just they're, they're nothing they were supposed to be from the 30s and the definition of why people on the East Coast fell in love with the plucky Irish and now they're the snobs of college football. Back to you. But uh, and then uh, I also hear from other buddy and Mike. You've met my buddy Sean. Uh, we've met him. He's right. he comes to a lot of Hawks games. He goes, "Hey man, I need you to tell Turtle to play some harder music for you when when you hit your music." He's like, "I need some hard hitting stuff." It was a little soft yesterday. I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah." I was like, "Well, blame he did play me." Play 1975. I, I thought that was some weak sauce. I wasn't feeling that. Well, you know, and I, I will say, blame me because I got to take up for Turtle, even though he's on vacation. Right. Um, is I normally will give him music, and yesterday I was like, dude, I don't care. Just just play something. It doesn't matter. And he disappointed us all. Mm. So, anyways, let's get to some stuff. I know we, we – I think we ba- uh, briefly touched on this yesterday, but when Will Muschamp was talking to the media yesterday, uh, he kind of took a shot at the only other time that Ohio State and Georgia have ever played, which was a Citrus Bowl in, I believe, 92. And 93. Well, 93-year calendar, but 92 season. And Stop being pedantic. Get on with it. Well, you know, you're going to correct me. I'll correct you, Robbie. This is why I don't like so, Robbie. Rob would have just so, went with it. Robbie thinks he's so a know it all. basically says, yeah, that he goes, remember when uh, he, they seen, well, they knew George was going to win when he saw you know, I've got the audio, so oh, I'll play it for you, and then I'll play you Herbs. <laughs> you know what? Hold on a second. We're going to set some rules. Mikey and Robbie. This is my segment. I set it up. I execute right. it. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I, I love you guys. You know that. All right, let's hear from Muschamp's uh, <laughs> knock of Herb Street yesterday. It was a good win for the dogs, uh, you know. So we had a pre, uh, not game, but uh, I guess a luncheon, and Herb Street got up and threw a pass across the room. I knew we had a shot to win. Uh, so make sure he knows I said that. <laughs> So, Which, again, I got a chuckle out of. And also, I do think, in some sense, Mus- Muschamp's got an edge to him. You know, Herb Street said some things about him when he was coaching in Florida and South Carolina, too, as part of college game day. Which oh, he did. I That's thought, right. I thought that might have had a little something to do with it. But anyway, go ahead. Plus, we all know that Herb Street was uh, basically like an option quarterback. The guy couldn't throw right. to save his life. I mean, and by the way, have you ever – And we s- also learned with his response, he's kind of humorless. Yeah, you know what? Now, that's this is what I want to – I got a question after we hear from uh, from Herbie. I don't even remember, man. It was was that a hundred years ago? I, I I just remember Georgia being really good, and very athletic, and um, I don't remember much about Will at all. But then later on, he says, "Oh yeah, Bo, right?" It was more of a follow up, and he says, "One of those uh, ceremonial footballs that has the white leather panel on it. You know, it's it's something. You know, it's it's one of those those you have as a collector's item." And he couldn't get a grip on it. Just so flip out of your hands. So but, obviously, he did remember it. But listen to what he said. He goes, "I don't remember a lot about Will. Was right. that a, was that his way of taking a shot back at Muschamp, or is Herb Street just boring as hell?" A little bit of both, based on what I've seen from Amazon. You know, like, he's competent, but I don't think there's anything special about Herb Street. I think the broadcast sounds like a talk radio show when I want play-by-play with him and Fowler. I just People are so used to it now. I think there's a younger audience. Whenever I crap on this, people I don't think people get – I know it's very nuanced. Right. But to me, it's not – I mean, you want to hear play-by-play, listen to Nestler and Danielson. That's what right. college football play-by-play is. And Danielson's fun to hate. 
Right. You know, but point. Herbie, you know, Herbie, and again, you lost it on Amazon. He doesn't, man's incapable, he's not capable of rendering an opinion in an NFL game. Nope. And that's why Al, Al Michaels is like, I'm, I'm getting paid millions, and you, know, I don't, you don't interest me. And it's become obvious listening on Thursday nights, Bo. By the way, now Her, Herbie is a, if you've ever been around him, he's a legit big dude. He's a lot bigger than you yeah. would think. And Muschamp, you know, he was a he was a safety. He's not the the, the tallest guy. Nor who you got in a fight though, because Muschamp's got a crazy in him. Who you got oh, in a I fight, Muschamp or Herbie? Yeah, Muschamp. Muschamp all day long, six days a week, twice on Sunday. See, I think Muschamp might have to my cousin Vinny him with a punch, but I definitely think he's gonna <laughs> knock him out. Anytime you can see the uh, top whites of someone's eyes, they're crazy. <laughs> and you can see that with a little mustache. Yeah, I know. And I just think we, Rob and I talk about this. Some things in the past, I know a lot of things in the past suck. And everyone thinks this, that everything that happened 20 years ago blows and it's terrible and all this. Right. But there were better announcers on television 25 years ago. It's just, it's hard to explain to folks who only know what they've totally seen. Totally agree, yep. And because they grew up with Generation with Fowler and Herb Street. It's not that good. All right. Last night, uh, after the bowl game that Oklahoma State was a part of, uh, a reporter named Marshall Scott decides to ask Gundy if he plans on making any staff changes. This is literally after the game. The, there's you know a player there is still in full shoulder pads and everything. Uh, they just lost the game, and I want you to take a listen at Gundy's response real quick. Do you think I would have to tell you if I was making staff changes? No, but I have then to why ask. would you ask? Because I have to. Okay, well, I might have to cut you out. I mean, don't be an ass. That's people's lives, man. It's people's families, right? Okay, don't mess with people's families. Let's do this the right way. You with me on this? It's not fair to people's families, man. Right, that will conclude. So that was the <laughs> that end of this Q and A. And what he's referring to—I'm a to man. Is, I'm 55 now. Well, what he's referring to, though, is you know we're talking about you know you're just being flippant. Well, I mean, like it's also a business, and these coaches aren't working for free. In all fairness to their families, these guys are making half a million or more. Right. But in Gundy's defense, he's saying, look, before this is even—you know—we just lost a bowl game. And you're talking about firing people. And he's not going to give them a definite. Well, yes, I'm getting rid of that offensive coordinator. Oh, our D line coach yeah. sucks too. Yeah, they're off the door. How's he going to answer that? Yeah, you're you not going to answer. You, the only thing you would say is, look, we're going to reevaluate everything, you know, in the offseason. But don't, yeah. I mean, look, the, on the flip side, Squid Billy asked about this after the Navy Army game, and they fired the coach right after the game in the locker room <laughs> because apparently the athletic director had to impress all the admirals. You know, I mean, it was like they made him walk the plank. So, but, but in Gundy's defense, that's the proper way of doing that. You don't do that there in that moment and then even address it. He's a much needed personality in college. Football. I mean, granted, look, Gundy's ceiling is what it is, right? Ten yeah. wins, and you never right. beat Oklahoma. You just, you just. That you are what you maybe this year, but you just are what you are. Good, he's fun for a soundbite, but that's one of those teams just you never could ever pencil him into anything more than top fifteen. But I, I actually don't have a problem with Gundy's response. I, I think that the what coach is going to say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fire half right. the staff. I mean, no, you, you just said, you yeah, just I agree. Said you don't address that there, not there. Yeah, the. But, uh, yeah, the so, I mean, the but, then, but, is it, but, but is it wrong to say I'm going to close? Just I'm close. I'm cutting you off because now you know. Now okay. Oh, so, you're, you're canceling me. You're censoring yeah. me now. Who are you? I Twitter. Don't, I don't think you, Bo. I don't think you should have gone that far. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you should cut a guy out. But he literally looks at his SID. Goes, I'm going to cut you out. He goes, You you good with that? <laughs> I mean, he looks at his SID. You good with that? And then the the woman shuts it off immediately. <laughs> So, uh, Billy Pudwacker from the Tulsa, Oklahoma Sentinel, he's out, right? Oh, Billy Pudwacker. Marshall Scott. Marshall Scott, did he did tweet. He goes, a lot of you have seen the 
the interaction I had with Coach Gundy, and I, I think mm. that my questioning was very fair. And yes, I, of course it was. I think I think it's oh, a clown question, bro. Oh, do shut up. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, Coach, have you thought about firing your staff? Are you going to make some changes to your staff and he, after and losing? And he meekly defends himself on Twitter. What, what a beta male. <laughs> Good God. That's Rob Tribble, folks. Robbie has apparently been sent to his room. All right, guys, as always, Yeah Man No Man is brought to you by the Fire Shower from the W Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder, and spicier. A lot like... The real Rob Tribble. So get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, or you can head to Amazon and order your very own bottle. Also, don't forget, if you're, uh, your back's aching, uh, you got to get out and play some golf, get over to the Georgia Hemp Company and the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. For all your CBD needs, use the code SQUIDBILLY10, and you can get 10% off your latest order. All right, SQUIDBILLY, hit the assistant program director's music. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Person, that's right, brother. Kevin, yeah, you gotta like Sabbath, and you gotta like you know Diamond Head if you're gonna listen to <laughs> Rob and me. Not so much when Carl and I work together, but yeah, it's got the show's got an edge today, brother. Let me tell you, it something. does have an edge today. <laughs> that meek little reporter yeah. going for his little dopamine hits on. I felt perfectly justified asking that question. <laughs> You know, well, so the longer off. I'm in the media, the more I hate the media. That's why I don't sit in oh. the press box. Bunch I of jerks, ironically bunch of hate bunch the of media. Bunch of maniac dorks and nerds with their pedantic questions. Oh. Half of the media stuffed in a locker in high school. It is what it is. That's why I sit in the seats. Let's talk to a real man next, Connor Riley. He's not one of those guys. That's He's a guy not one of those guys. Beer dog with. report. Yeah, man's man. Dukes and Bell, Rob, Rob <laughs> Tribble filling in Phillips, <laughs> Phillips State Farm <laughs> Arena. Hawks Brooklyn tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.